guys, welcome to another episode of Adjusted Frequency. I am Shaquana, and today we're going to talk about, well, I am going to talk about overthinking, which is actually funny because I overthink this entire episode. I did record an episode, and it was really, really great. I was talking a little bit more about um, suicide since there's been, you know, the suicide of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. I feel like it's something that people should always be mindful of, always be reminded about because there's so many people who deal with, um, you know, mental health issues where they feel like they're trapped and they can't get out. That's going to be a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But today I'm going to talk about overthinking. So there's two things that I do masterfully. One is procrastinating. Two is overthinking. And I just realized that the overthinking is what causes the procrastination to just take off. For instance, as simple as me just doing this podcast, I was so worried about what people would think, how people would feel about what I'm saying, me being too much myself and still working for corporate America. I just had a million and one thoughts that were making me afraid. Honestly, it it, it made me super, super scared. So today, um, I just want to talk about what that over that overthinking process can do and how it can hinder you from being any and everything that you can be, accomplishing goals that you didn't think you could, you know, accomplish, and to give yourself more of a realistic outlook on these things. Because when I start getting into my thinking mode, honey, it can be the most asinine thoughts that will come across my head. And at the end of the day, I have to be able to pull myself back and say, girl, that's crazy. You can still do this. You got this. You got this. Um, I'm always thankful for my support team. I always say, you know, you got to make sure you have your squad. Your team has to be right for you. Because if you don't have people who support you and help you through your own madness, you know, you will talk yourself out of your greatness so quickly. It wouldn't even matter if you had supporters because you wouldn't even give them a thing to support you, you know, with. So that's what I'm be focusing on today. So one of the main things that overthinking in my journey has taught me is that it will give you the most crazy ideas of fear. You have the most unconscious beliefs in fear. And, you know, most people like to say they're not scared. I know me, I like to say, you know, I, I like to think that I'm not afraid, um, except for, you know, when I'm watching something scary. But just overall, with, when it comes to my life and experiences, I like to think that I'm not afraid. Um but yet and still, I have not accomplished all the things I want to accomplish. So I had to think real hard on what I was doing and what I need to do to change it. And in that moment, you know, I would say, I need to get up, handle this goal, write this down, make a sticky note, whatever it was I needed to do to remind myself to do something. And then when the time came to do it, I'd be in the mix, y'all. I'm talking about like literally in my zone doing my thing, being happy. And then as soon as it's like done, I won't even listen to it. I won't even watch the video. Like I have to edit these podcasts and I have to edit the videos for the, you know, for my YouTube channel. But if I don't want to hear myself, cause I'm, I'm afraid of what I sound like. It's a little crazy. It stopped me dead in my tracks. Literally. I would be listening to myself saying something. I'd be like, that sounds so stupid. Me, the audience of one. Telling myself that I sound dumb. What? I've spoken life into so many people, so many friends of mine who are starting their own businesses or, you know, doing their own things. 
and then I see them flourish and I'm not envious of them at all. I'm super happy for them. That's like the most dopest thing that I could ever see. Like I went to school with these people, I hung out with these people and then here they are living their dream, you know, living their best life. So why am I still not there? Because I'm too busy psyching myself out and also not reaching out to the same people that reached out to me, the same people who supported me and, and I supported them. I did not, I don't, I don't reach out. I don't reach out. I don't use my, my contacts, my networking abilities to my best and, and most optimal, you know, ways. It, it, I, I don't know. I don't know why. And I'm still working through that, but I, but I'm happy that I'm aware of it. So then I can at least tell myself like, if I get to that doubtful overthinking place again, I got so-and-so I can call. Let me call Sherman. No, I don't have no friends named Sherman, but it would be hilarious. But you know, let me call Sherman. Let me call Big Worm. Somebody, somebody out here in this world has my back 100% and can pull me out of it. So I'm just, again, my friends, you know who you are. I'm so thankful for who you are and what you do to inspire me every day to just continue to be myself because it's really not that, it's, it's really that simple. Anytime I start overthinking, it literally is as simple as just saying, dude, you are who you are. There is no one else. That's a simple, simple little mantra that I say to myself every now and again. But you'd be surprised at how many at how many times I forget that or I won't acknowledge that. Or even worse, I'll acknowledge it, but still won't do anything with that. And that's a scary position to be in edit that sound out but that's a scary that's a scary position to be in because if you don't see yourself winning how could you even understand or even begin to fathom other people seeing you win or even God seeing you win uh-uh I was listening to um Oprah Super Soul podcast which is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to and um she interviewed a gentleman named Wes Moore and he was talking about, you know, and during that conversation, which was a great podcast episode, believe you me, but during that episode, um, she mentioned his sister and that his sister had a very profound way of, de- of defining, excuse me, of defining what hell is. And her definition of hell was having God sit you down and showing you the life that you could have lived if you would have tried. It, it struck me so hard, y'all. Like, it was one of those moments where I was like, dang, I could let myself fail by not doing a damn thing. That is the work. That is the absolute no, 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 no. I can't let it happen. If, if it was a situation where, I, honestly, I can't even think of a situation where I could not beat the odds, where I could not defeat. You could take away, Lord, I'm not asking for this, but you could take away my mobility and there's still a way for me to overcome. There's still a way for me to be powerful. There's still a way for me to have a message and to move. Um, take my voice and I have my arms. Take my arms and I have my legs. It's just no way that you can be stopped because the world and, and everything around you is created out of somebody being unstoppable. So why wouldn't I? Henry Ford is, well, obviously everybody know who Ford car, you know, a Ford car or truck, right? Henry Ford built his company off of so many no's, so many no's. You can even think about how he must have felt 
you got this excellent idea for an engine. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody gives a damn. Easily, he could have went home and scrapped the whole idea, gotten horse and carriage or whatever vehicles were available at that time and just wrote it off. But then look at the legacy he would have walked away from. That's the way I feel about my life. I feel like ever since I was a young, young girl, I've always felt super connected spiritually. And, you know, throughout my teenage years, I kind of dibbled and dabbled and walked away from it. But then I found my way back. And ever since I've been back, that comfort that I have in God, it, it reminded me of all the joyous things that he promised me when I was a child. I was so carefree as a kid. I didn't overthink a damn thing. The only thing I overthink would uh, well, overthink. The only thing that I would have thought, like I would start overthinking about or have massive thoughts about and be kind of compulsive with would be if there's quicksand, because I really thought that was a real like occurrence in my life. Like I, I, for those who don't know, I was <laughs> born and raised some of my life in New York. Where the hell is there quicksand in New York, y'all? That was a legit fear and spontaneous combustion. I was afraid of literally igniting like a flame and burning to a crisp spontaneously. That was the only two things I feared. And scary movies. Okay, three things. That was it. I didn't have fear of getting in front of people, talking, dancing, singing, even though I couldn't sing, being a clown. I had no problem with any of those things. But as I became an adult, I caught myself being more afraid of being mean. Typically when we when we are in school or when we're going from college, you know, to whatever medium we decide to do, whether it's, you know, getting a trade or becoming a parent, whatever we decided or what or decisions or things that happen to us in our life, we get conditioned to just walk that straight line. I've never been a straight line walker. Sometimes I like to walk backwards. So it didn't really make sense for me to be walking this straight line. It felt abnormal. I worked for very, very beautiful, like wonderfully successful companies, Macy's, H&M, you know, current company I work for now, very successful and can't be myself. Not 100%, maybe 97 at some places, maybe 99, not really never reached 99. But as far as interacting with people, I could interact and be friendly on the 99th, you know, percentage, but never 100% could be myself, not my style, not my swag, not my, not, not in the, in the actual words that I wanted to speak. No, I did the job well. And I made the job, I made the words that I had to speak for that job work for me, but I wasn't speaking my 100% truth. This is my 100% truth. I can't walk away from what I love doing. I love being someone that that people can lean on or that can come to and, you know, express that they have feelings the same way I felt, or maybe they feel differently, but I, they still could connect with me. I've always been that way. First, I would be kind of embarrassed to even mention it on the podcast. Like how holier than thou do I sound saying I, I want to be an inspiration to people. That's not being holier than thou. That's just literally what I want to do with my life. What's wrong with that? There is nothing wrong with that. But I kept telling myself that, let that overthinking little monster on my shoulders, you know what I'm saying? Tell me that I wasn't good enough, that I wouldn't be an inspiration, that who the hell am I going to inspire? Yet and still, there's people who actually reach out to me and touch my soul by telling me I have, even if it's in the smallest of ways. So 
when you pull back those those curtains of doubt, fear, and unnecessary thoughts, the world becomes so much clearer. The whole aspect of my life has become much more clear. I didn't realize how deep my overthinking affected affected my relationships with my family. You know, um, my aunt who helped raise me is like my mom, and she even asked, she even told me like. You know, when you really need help, you don't let me know. She's like, if you come to me about something, it's like you you give me half of what is the real truth so I can help you with that half. But then the rest of it, you try to figure out for yourself. And that is me. That is, that is 100% true. But there's nothing wrong with receiving help from someone, especially when you're trying to do something to, de- to put yourself in a better destined position. I can't believe, literally, as I'm sitting here right now, I just can't can't believe I've wasted so much of my life telling myself I can't. I actually raised my child to not hear every time he says he can't. I'm like, excuse me, we don't use that word in this house. He might as well call me a bitch 45 times. That's how I feel about the term. I can't because yes, you can. You may not know how you may not know the when, the where, the why, but you can it is a way that you can't do it. It's if you don't. <laughs> can't and don't, yeah, they hang out together. Won't also will hang out there. But typically when somebody's fed up and they want something different, it's not a won't situation. They don't do it or they, they say they can't do it. Anything that you say you can't or don't or won't or shouldn't or couldn't do or wouldn't do, you know there's a antonym to that, right? An exact opposite definition of what you said you so-called can't do if i said something as stupid as well not even stupid it's not even about being stupid but if i said something as negative as saying i can't wake up i can't get out this bed do you know how damaging that is to say i can't i can't get out the bed not i can't get out the bed with this arm because it's sore or i couldn't get out the bed this morning because my leg went numb No, just saying, I can't get out of the bed. I'm so tired. You can get out of that bed. Tired is not an excuse. I'm tired right now. (laughs) Okay, I just worked a full shift. Busy. If if one more person asked me a question, my head would explode. That's how I felt. But I talked to a friend, honestly, before recording. And the same thing I told him, he just told me. He said, now this is crazy. The same thing that you just told me a couple weeks ago. Now you saying the same thing I told you a couple weeks ago. How did I revert? Good old overthinking. Good old taskmaster. No. Okay. It's, it's up to you to change what you don't like. It's up to you to figure out who can. If you are not the one who has the power to make those changes, figure out what you can do in your position to make something better. That, if that means finding someone else who has the powers to do the things that you want done, do it. Do it. Don't question it. Don't doubt it. If you if you see somebody right now that can mentor you to be where you want to be, would you let them walk past you without saying anything? Just think of it this way. We ain't even going to go as deep as saying a mentor. We're going to go as as simple as this. Most people have a celebrity that they are, they adore. I'm going to pick Rihanna because let me tell you something. It is very few things that that girl could do that I won't, that I won't back. 
and be like 100% yes girl glow okay if Rihanna walked into my house not even my house but if I knew Rihanna was in my neighborhood and she was giving out free tickets to her concert and and was and then and then if you came to meet with her she give you $5,000 to do something for whatever if I, if I would have been like, dang, it would be nice to meet Rihanna, you know, but I know it's a lot of people down there probably talking to her and asking for that same money, you know, I'm not even going to bother her, you know, I'll just wait for her next album. Maybe I'll see her come down the street. Does that sound successful? Does that sound like I even gave myself a chance? So what if she talked to a hundred other people before me? They ain't me. And why would I let the opportunity of meeting her? God knows where she could help me go. And Lord knows that 5000 would definitely be lovely. Why would I let the opportunity cease me? Why would I let it just go away? Because I just didn't want, because I, would, I didn't want to bother her. That's the whole point. The whole point of her being there is it's to, it's to help. It's the same way. Or even if you had the opportunity to meet your favorite celebrity or, your, or someone you look up to, highly respect. If, 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 the, if, the, if the Obamas invited you to dinner would you go i'm just gonna leave it there would you go if barack and michelle said hey you heard you want to do great things wanted to invite you over for a quick dinner you know come on get a meal with us break bread would you go or would you say no you know i don't, I don't deserve to be eating dinner with the obamas you know they're the obamas but you are you i am shaquana you are who you are god made you unique so why would you stop God's uniqueness? Why would you stop the power of God or whoever you believe in? To me, why would I stop the power of God that he instilled in me? Why would I stifle myself to be selfish because I'm scared? No. I'm not going to sit here and just let my mind play these tricks and games. Not on me. It just can't happen that way. And when you have these moments where you're overthinking, sometimes you got to know what causes it too. It could be certain thoughts or certain foods or certain people certain shows clear your mind all right clear your mind give your give yourself the space to to be aware of what's going on so that way you can tell yourself no let's relax baby girl you got this sir you got this ma'am one of the things I do, I usually come home and have my little nightcap because I, I I'm always saying my day oh gosh my day was crazy my day was crazy go and get straight lit immediately then i'm tired because the litness you know don't really it doesn't really help with productive <laughs> productivity right so i'm sitting there and i and i said today all right you know what before i even get lit literally y'all, you think it's a game hold on let me move my wine glass you hear them cubes you hear them cubes i ain't even drink it yet i ain't sipped on it yet because I wanted to promise myself that I would get this done and then celebrate afterwards. It's nothing wrong with celebrating you and what you're doing. It is something wrong if it's stopping you from being your best. So if you know the causes of your of your overthinking or what causes your fear to go in overdrive, just take a minute. Stop right there. Breathe in. Breathe out. <laughs> and just take a second to say, all right. Is this rational or not? And, the, and then understanding that the thought process is not the problem. It's the, the negative thought process that to pull you out of success. 
And I, when I mean success, I mean the actual doing. The action is the success. You do one thing. It's just like building with Legos. You put that first block down and you build another block. That's now becoming a tower. The more and the more you keep going, that's it. But if you walk away from it, you'll never see a complete project. That's what I'm afraid of. Not completing a project. That, that No, I can't. No, I won't do it. I refuse to do it. So know the causes so that way you can hurry up and bounce yourself back. If you start, if you're saying, all right, um, I'm going to be a painter and I want to, I want to paint nothing but oil paints and, you know, got to have a canvas. And then immediately you go, dang, but them canvases are expensive, man. Maybe I need to get some acrylic paint because the oils are just too expensive. That's, that's when you got to say, but that's not the right type of thought process. Maybe I can get my oils first, then get a canvas. Or maybe I can see if some, one of my friends have some, some other painter friends I know have some oil paints that they don't mind letting me borrow. That's when you kind of, that's the switch. That's how you know. You got to know your causes. Know when you're starting that bullshit so you can pull yourself out of it. Pull yourself back, tighten up your bra straps, zip up your, your pants, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you got to do just to readjust, do that. So then you can stop yourself from going down that deep dive. Because that's when it starts and you don't even realize how quick it it, it hits you, you know, because it, it'll because it, it's like a snowball. Once it gets going, it gets bigger, it gets bigger, it gets bigger. And then you stop. Now you in Dowsville and nobody wants to be there. So if you want to be able to overcome those overthinking thoughts and the negativity and the doubting of yourself, find an outlet. Write down, you know, a great thing about what you did that day. Call a friend, you know, talk to them about how you're feeling. A good, a good friend or your parent or someone that loves you and that will appreciate you. And if you don't have no one that you can reach at that exact moment, there are so many outlets of people like, like me that are trying to inspire you to be your best self. Listen to an episode of Adjusted Frequency. Go on YouTube. Um, I love, I love Infinite Waters podcast. He's awesome. I love me some Ralph. And, you know, he always keeps my spirit lifted. Oprah Super Soul podcast. Or you can even listen to, I mean, I, I literally, if I start going down all the podcasts and people I listen to, y'all be like, good grief. And some of them don't even have to be on a spiritual thing. Just something to lift your mood. Anything that you're into, grab a book that you like. Watch a movie that you like. Sit and meditate to yourself. Readjust your head to get it clear. Because that's the only way to get past that overthinking process. It's not, you don't need no medicine for that. You don't need to drink, smoke, you know, or eat something. You just need you. You got to get back into that space of, yes, I can. Feed a little engine. I think I can. I think I can. That was like my, one of my favorite books when I was a kid. I think I can. I think I can. Be defiant. Be you. Be rebellious for you. There should, there should be no reason why you would let anybody else's. And that's typically when we start, when we start learning doubt, it's typically from someone else. Someone else doubted you and you, you held onto that and you hold it, you keep holding onto it. You won't let it go for some reason. But once you realize that you, you're playing a narrative of someone else being afraid for you, mm, that one hit me just hard just now. Damn. When someone else has put all their fears on you. They projected their fears on you and you start believing that shit. It becomes what you see as your doubt, your shame, your 
um, you know, insecurity on who you are. I'm not saying you're talking about how you look, just who you are, how you present yourself. Because I know that when, when I leave a room, I hope people are talking about me positively and saying, oh my gosh, that Shaquana is like super cool. She got a dope ass vibe. You know what I'm saying? Her aura is lit out this bitch. But if, if someone goes and they're like, something's wrong with that girl. Her, her whole attitude was just wrong when she walked in the building. That means that I let whatever doubts and fears someone else had for me roll up in that building. And that is not how I'm going to be. Even if I'm not feeling 100% bubbly and up in the air like I usually am, I will let somebody know. I'll be like, hey, I'm I'm tired today, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm not with my 100% self, but I still give them that vibe when they leave me. They still know she was tired. I can tell you. Even and even with my, my clients now at my job, they will literally walk in and be like, you don't feel good today. What's wrong, Q? You ain't good today. Because they know. Shaquana is usually on 10,000, Okay. So when they come in and they see me on 957, they're they like, what's going on over there? Who did it? Let me get them. But, you know, and, and it's, 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 but even in those moments when I'm sitting there and I'm mad and I'm sad, what if I still try to find a way to laugh? I still try to find a way to feel blessed and feel loved within myself. Not, oh, this person loved me or think about, oh, this person loved me. No, just me, my being, being loved. I keep a picture of my son. I love him. Him being his mother makes me love me more. So be aware of the things that make you feel great about who you are. Surround yourself with them. Surround yourself with them. And then catch yourself when you're in the thick of it. Remember, you got to know the causes in order to overcome them. You got to be able to talk yourself out of it. Find support, whether it be through someone else, through your spirituality, or just by literally changing your inner thoughts. So guys, I hope that that helped. I know I'm literally still on my journey of overthinking. I'm actually overthinking this right now, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it play me. I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out into the universe, into the world because God said so. (laughs) And I just wanna thank you guys for always, always, always supporting me constantly, you know, sticking this through with me and being there to, listen and I love you and I appreciate you for everything that you are even if I never meet you a day in in this in this life I want you to know that my heart reaches you and I mean that 100% there's no BS coming out of my mouth when I say that because it's real and if you haven't already please subscribe I I promise you this is going to be a normal thing. This overthinking crap, I'm not going to let it get the best of me because the best of me is what I'm giving you right now. And I I refuse to damper down my, you know, my, um, or dilute, I should say, dilute my soul. We ain't going to do that. Ain't going to be no damper downs of my soul, baby. My soul going to be pure, boom. Okay. So yeah, if you guys are interested in anything else that I'm doing, you can always follow me on my Instagram and my Snapchat and my Facebook page because they're all the same name. Shaquana Lene um, and Adjusted Frequency is just the beginning of such a wonderful, wonderful life. And I hope that you guys remain adjusted. Keep your minds tight, guys. Keep it right. Keep it tight. Vibrate higher. Love more. Pray harder. I love you. I love you.